Warren Buffett, BlackRock, and other institutional players dominate investments in commercial aviation. Why? Because it's one of the most profitable and predictable alternative assets that exists. And it's not tied to other markets such as real estate and the stock market. Is it safe? Well, imagine triple net leases to the likes of American Airlines and British Airways. Income is contractual and guaranteed by some of the biggest named airlines in the world. That's why this kind of investment was never available to the ordinary accredited investor. That is until now. Visit accesswealthaviation.com and check it out for yourself. Invest in an institutional team with over 200 plus years of combined investment experience in the aviation sector. Conservative investing with double digit returns and tax advantages. That's accesswealthaviation.com. Accesswealthaviation.com. You are listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. Get ready to change your life. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with the Wealth Formula Podcast coming to you from Montecito, California, where I am getting a little bit better. You're probably getting tired of me talking about this COVID thing, but at least my brain is working. The brain seems to be working. It's on. And I think you can, hopefully, you'll be able to tell uh, with this uh, interview. But it's weird because I've got, you know, what it looks like as I've been reading about, it sounds like there's something uh, called, you know, sort of post-COVID syndrome or, you know, they call them COVID long haulers or whatever. And, and it sounds like it affects quite a few people, maybe 30, 40 percent of uh, people with who've had COVID where they end up having these prolonged symptoms. You know, and uh, I had them all, right? I mean, I had like brain fog. That was like number one. Most of that's gone. I don't think I really have much of that anymore. You could be the judge. But then I also, uh, what I'm really having problems with right now is a lot of fatigue, you know, just physical fatigue. And just that's frustrating, right? I'm still I'm not able to hike. I'm not able to do a lot of things. But but uh, at least I got my brain back. That's helpful. And it's certainly uh, encouraging to know that there's progress being made there. We are uh, speaking of, of, you know, progress and uh, my brain. Uh, we are, you know, we're very active in, in the accredited investor club right now. And, um, and if that is uh, something that you've been thinking about doing, you are an accredited investor, meaning you make $200,000 a year or $300,000 a year filing jointly or make a million or have a million dollars of net worth outside of your personal residence, then you are an accredited investor and you ought to consider joining our investor club, which you can do um, by going to wealthformula.com. Uh, that's where the magic happens. This is the information, the education, but if you're actually looking to get involved with a community, you know, there's an onboarding process where you know, we make sure you're accredited and all that kind of stuff. And then potentially you can get involved in some of our projects. Today, though, we're going to talk a little bit about somebody else's project. And I think this is a very fascinating space. It's a gaming space. And what I find most fascinating about this is the the different uh, world that this is compared to the one that I grew up in, probably the one that you grew up in, because you're, uh, you're, most of you I know are, are, around my age, 40s and stuff like that. But it's this whole gaming industry, which, I, again, I'm totally fascinated by. I don't know a lot about it, but I know some big names in this space because of uh, because of my uh, interest in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and things like that in the past. 
this is a uh, this is a an industry that is bigger than the music and Hollywood and Bollywood and all of these things combined. It's a global industry that's growing at crazy paces. And these games are not like the games that we used to play. They're not Pong and Pac-Man. They're like, you know, uh, really sophisticated games where you got, you know, some kids sitting, uh, some, some kids sitting in, in, in Montecito playing it, playing with like 10 other kids around the world and China and Russia and all that. And they're not just kids. A lot of them are adults and adults with a lot of money that drop tens, tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars on these games. Uh, they're all online, obviously. And it's just absolutely fascinating. And if you think about it, like part of, I think, why people like you and me don't seem to understand this is we grew up in a different reality. We grew up without the internet. We grew up, you know, going outside to play <laughs> And, you know, with, with, with phones that were wired and you, know, you didn't constantly see people and you weren't on the internet all day long. And, you know, uh, you, we don't have this, uh, the same sense of reality that people in this gaming space do, you know, these people, uh, these kids, uh, their reality includes this, re the, the, the internet. Right. So there's less of a line, less of a distinction drawn between reality and, you know, what what's happening in the Internet space, because if you spend, you know, four or five, six hours a day on the Internet playing games and you do that more than you're outside doing other stuff with socially, then your reality actually is in the Internet. It's not outside. So. In that regard, it makes sense for somebody to, you know, really look at this as uh, a huge investment, right? Like spending a bunch of money on, you know, armor and things like that, that you buy in these games, um, all that stuff. It's it's just, anyway, it's just really fascinating. And, um, you know, I would have never thought to invest in this space uh, before, uh, because I don't know anybody in this space, or I didn't know anybody in this space. And I'm, uh, many of you know, I'm generally not one to step into something that I don't understand at all. But luckily, um, you know, I met a guy uh, uh, through a friend uh, named Samson Mao, who's a, a big, uh, big name in Bitcoin and Blockstream and stuff, but he's also big in the gaming space. And he's a really good guy and he's very smart. And he had uh, offered me an opportunity to participate in a seed round a couple years ago. And I turned around and said, well, hey, you know, what about my uh, credit investor group? Maybe we can get them involved. So I know some of, some of you did get involved in that. And um, so now I'm just following the progress on it. They're on this second round, which is a Reg D 506C. And uh, they've got all these big name investors. They've got like all these designers that are world class in this game. And it sounds like something that could be really, really big. So it's one of those potentially symmetric risk opportunities. And so, you know, just knowing what I know, they did a webinar again for our, our credit investor club recently. I just wanted to, you know, do this podcast and let other people know about this. I mean, I think it's a really interesting uh, play for those of you who are looking for, you know, that asymmetric risk opportunity 
Uh, and it's not something that you see much of. It's kind of one of those things that you kind of have to know people and stuff. And in this case, you, you know, you know me and I happen to know these guys. So I am not saying it's going to be a grand slam, but I will tell you it could be. It could be, and it's something to think about. Um, and the you know investment threshold is pretty low. I mean, it's a ten thousand dollar minimum. So anyway, I um, I have by the way, I have nothing financially to gain here. I wish I did. I I wish I had uh, uh, ownership in this company uh, at you know like management or whatever, like I do in our real estate stuff. But I don't. I'm not part of this. I am an invest investor uh, like you. So anyway, when we come back, you're going to hear all about it. You're going to hear from uh, the uh, COO of, of Pixelmatic. His name is Chris Wood, and we will bring you that interview right after these messages. What do the Rothschilds, the Romneys, and the billionaire hedge fund managers know that you don't about growing and protecting wealth? As you might imagine, the wealthy have a few tricks up their sleeves. One strategy allows you to grow wealth tax-free at a compounding rate with no volatility. It protects your money from creditors and lawsuits, and it lets you invest the same money in two different places at the same time. How about that for amplifying wealth? To learn more, go to WealthFormulaBanking.com. Again, that's WealthFormulaBanking.com. Self-storage is a necessary evil. It's where you keep your stuff and forget about it. No wonder this stuff is so profitable and recession resistant. The Wealth Formula community, well, we've benefited from that. We've made lots of money in this space with Reliant Real Estate, one of the largest self-storage companies in the country. With an average investor internal rate of return of almost 34%, with hold times just over three and a half years, these guys know what the meaning of velocity of money is. If you're an accredited investor, make sure to check out what they're up to right now at ReliantFund4.com. Again, that's ReliantFund4.com. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, my guest on Wealth Formula Podcast is Chris Wood. Uh, Chris and his team have been on uh, the show before. He's with Pixelmatic. He joined Pixelmatic in 2016 as a project manager, and Pixelmatic is a, is a company which we'll talk about in more detail, which is basically a uh, they they make video games, and not the kind that you and I uh, probably grew up on back in the old days, like Pong and Pac-Man, but things that are slightly different than that. Chris is the COO of Pixelmatic, and he's here to tell us a little bit about investing in this space, and specifically a little bit about the opportunity that Pixelmatic has right now that I know that some of you have already invested in, uh, in either in the seed round uh, or in, in the current round that we had uh, featured on a webinar. Um, but now we're, you know, this is a Reg D 506C offering. So I thought, hey, let's bring it out to everybody and make it public. So not uh, not public to everybody, but it is a cre for accredited investors. So you could, but anybody can listen in. Chris, welcome, uh, welcome back. I think I think you've been on to the podcast as well. Welcome back to the uh, Wealth Formula Podcast. Book, thanks very much for having me. It's it's always a real pleasure to catch up with you. Yes, and you are just uh, you are a good sport here. You're in uh, where are you? You're in England. I'm in Shanghai, in fact. Shanghai. Uh, okay. okay, got it. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Okay. So it's, well, uh, it's it's eight a.m. in the morning for me right now, so I've, I've okay. not quite had my morning coffee. So uh, look you know, at we'll me. See how I, <laughs> I was thinking, well, English accent. He's probably. I mean, or something like that, but no, Shanghai. That all right? Good, good, good. 
Hope uh, hope you're staying healthy over there. Um, Chris, I want to start out a little bit, you know, kind of start out at the beginning here. I know we've had these conversations before, but I think this is an interesting topic. It's different from what we usually talk about. So let's talk about gaming in general. When we say gaming and the gaming industry, for, you know, for those of us who really have not been involved uh, with video games since, you know, the 80s and 90s, uh, specifically, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of me, like, you know, back in the day, I was a pioneer for Atari when I was six or seven years old, and then maybe graduated to Nintendo, you know, and they had the Mike Tyson game back in the 90s, and, and that was pretty much about the end of my video game experience. But this is a completely different ball game. Can you explain or describe what exactly the gaming experience for people is now? It's it's completely different. I mean, I've I've been gaming since I was four years old, and you know, I'm I'm in, in my mid thirties now, and even I uh, struggle to keep up the incredible mm-hmm. waves that the gaming industry is making. It's an entire ecosystem that is not what it used to be. It's not the old Dungeons and Dragons or the old Atari, you know, sort of yeah. basement dwelling nerds kind of thing right. that, you know, certainly when I was a kid, you know, it was still just nerds that played games as such, just, you know, kidding, of course. But now it's very mainstream. I mean, I'm sure a lot of your listeners, you know, their kids or, just, you know, themselves are playing Fortnite or they've heard of it at least, uh, mm-hmm. Minecraft, World of Warcraft, all these things. And, you know, these games are huge. There's, there's millions and millions of players. They're generating billions of dollars. It's, it's an unbelievable ecosystem. And it's not just the games, but of course, I'm sure uh, the listeners will have seen people doing streaming, which even I at first was a bit, well, this is very odd, watching people play games. And I, I, I can't no, imagine I this mean, taking I don't off, think that huge. <laughs> I want you to be brought, assume we know nothing, because yeah, honestly, yeah. I don't know anything what you're talking about. I don't know what, what you're... The streaming and stuff like that. Oh, so, sure. So, 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 okay. So, let's first talk about this now, because I know a little bit about what your what things are look like now. But it used to be that you used to play. Maybe you used to play with a friend who was sitting next to you. That's changed, <laughs> right? Completely. Okay. Completely, so, talk a, yeah. talk a little bit about that to start, because that's a different thing. Yeah, well, everything's online now, right? I mean, even those couch games that people people play together, they're, mm. they're dwindling. Gamers, mm. um, you know, the, the companies aren't really doing that so much anymore. Uh, what they do now is have these massive online games where usually, you know, averagely you'd get 32 or maybe 64 players playing together at one time in, in some shooting game or something like that. And what, how they often make their revenues is either by, you know, you, you buy the game up front like you used to do as a kid, or people will buy these digital items mm. in the game. You know, mm-hmm. they'll buy like uh, suits and things like that that just make them look really cool. Right. And it doesn't necessarily make them any better. It just makes them look awesome. Yeah. And this is a huge industry. It's right. absolutely so, massive. So you got people who are playing from all over the world, right? All over and, the world. And so you might together. have, you might be playing against somebody in, in Russia or, you know, in yep. Shanghai. And, you know, you're, you, you basically are, uh, you've got these games that monetize from, I guess it would be a membership or buying the game first, right? There's lots of ways. So there's the traditional mm-hmm. way, of course, there's some that have subscriptions like mm-hmm. World of Warcraft. You pay every month. These people, you know, if you think about it, they have 7 million players, I believe right now. Yeah. And they, they have subscription fees. So every month 
players uh, pay right. this pay this money, which which is you know incredible. That really took things to a new yep. level. And of course, like I say, yes, this free to play model where people have little in app purchases. You know, you may have seen that on your phones or something yeah. like this, where people drop a dollar or two for some some right. in game uh, and then they get their you know their weapons and and whatever you know bling they may have for games. And and as you mentioned, some of those are, I mean, those are. I mean, you can get like one of a kind stuff, right? I mean, you can get. I mean, I know a little bit of this because I had invested in in a project, uh, you know, um, called uh, Worldwide Asset Exchange um, some time ago. Wax token, but the but the uh, you can you know you can get one of a kind sort of you know things that you can bring into games, right? And people will pay. We're talking big money for some of this stuff, right? Absolutely. Recently, there's been some of these what they call NFTs. I don't want yeah. to go into too much technical yeah, yeah. detail, but um, non fungible tokens. Say, these rare right. items that people will drop. I mean, there was a recent one which was a record breaker that went for eight hundred thousand dollars, I believe. So yeah. I mean, it's it's. Um, quite huge and even there was you know in in mm. fact in the early noughties there was a game called second life where people were flipping real estate which is quite yeah. funny i'm sure that yeah, to your yeah. listeners might yeah quite funny that's um, interesting for hundreds of thousands of dollars in fact yeah so so literally people are i think it's a change in perspective for people i think who are you know in their 40s or 50s maybe even 30s i guess uh where you you look and you say, well, why in the world would people be dropping money like that on things that aren't real? And part of the change in perspective is, well, what's real is kind of different now for a lot of yeah. people, right? If they spend a significant portion of their lives online, well, then that is a significant portion of their life. So whereas it might you might not think it's a crazy idea to spend a couple hundred thousand dollars on a Ferrari in the real world. <laughs> if you're most of your life is spent in the online space, you may think it, well, of course I'll spend a hundred grand or 50 grand on something. If, if I'm spent and is that sort of the paradigm shift where kind of, you have to kind of get to understand this? I think so. And, and, and COVID has only just accelerated that really. Right. If you think everyone's at home and, and, you know, everyone's sort of digital these days. Um, right. You're absolutely right. It's all about kind of peacocking and standing out and look right. cool in front of your friends. Right. I mean, yeah. there's, there's so much of that. I mean, that's what Fortnite is, is so uh, famous for really mm -hmm. is that they have all these different things that you can change your character to look like, you know, the, these massive IPs yeah. uh, that are in there. So these kids are running around like James Bond or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, and that's and and they think that's great. And it's understandable because, like you say, um, it's the new Nikes, right? It's the new uh, yeah. <laughs> um, whatever that you used to wear as a kid. And when you're going out and playing with your friends, it's the right. same thing. Right. So to, for perspective, and we talked a little bit about how this is really a global industry and in more way than one. I mean, it's, you know, people are playing everywhere. They're playing next to each other. Uh, they, they, You have no idea. You could have like, you know, 40 year old person in, in the Ukraine playing against an eight year old <laughs> in, in Iowa. And, but the globe, how big it is. Give us some perspective on how sure. big of an industry the gaming industry is and the growth of that. Well, it's, there's 2.2 billion gamers worldwide. Um, it's it's absolutely massive. So I think what, what, you know to really put it into perspective, it's bigger than music and movie industries globally combined. That's Hollywood, Bollywood, everything. It mm. all combined. Video games is bigger. 
uh, much bigger, in fact. It's it's currently, I believe, 160 billion and forecasted for 200 billion in 2023. And so you've got this, you know, the compound annual growth rate. The growth rate's been about, I think, 10% over the past five years, and it's still maintaining that. Uh, it might be 9.5 or something off the top of my head. But um, at the end of the day, it's been blasting all predictions. Um, I believe in 2014, they expected it would be 90 billion by now, but it ended up being 160. Mm. Um, just because, you know, there are more and more and more gamers constantly. More people have access to games on their mobile phones. Uh, you know, phone game is, is, is huge. Um, and yeah, it's just becoming more and more mainstream and the, the train isn't stopping anytime soon. Yeah. Um, most people are gamers these days. <laughs> right, right. So give me some examples. Uh, you mentioned Fortnite. Give me some examples of, you know, some of these, what makes a game, in your opinion, at Pixelmatic? Um, you know, what makes them successful? And how mm-hmm. do they, they end up, and, and how do they make people money? I mean, you touched a little bit on how they make people money because you got all these things that you can buy is uh, is an investor in and, and um you know who who's getting paid by the gamers and stuff but mm-hmm. what do you think makes what do you think makes a successful game well there's there's a lot of different things in different markets like for in, for example in China there are some more predatory techniques you know some like very addictive games where you can just pick up and play them and and you just spend small amounts of money the game that we're building is what we call a massively multiplayer online game so that's something where you have hundreds of thousands of people playing together. This is like the World of Warcraft kind of game where people mm. assume this second identity. They spend hours on this thing. Like, you know, some people spend like eight hours a day or more on mm. these kind of games. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really a second life, very immersive. So these kind of games are hugely successful because they offer this rich experience where you can kind of escape from reality somewhat sure, and, sure. and go and, and become a hero and, and this kind of thing. Uh, games like Fortnite are so successful for, for a number of reasons, really. I mean, there is there is kind of a, a magic formula to something like this, but of course, the way they look, the way they feel, the network effect where it's simply, you know, if I play this game and I refer friends, it helps and they they love to play together, right? The idea, of course, is that you make teams together. And so you you bring your friends and, and kids, generally speaking, of course, will we'll all, you know, the word of mouth is, is huge. Um, but for a game like ours, it's more about having really detailed lore and story and amazing visuals and, mm-hmm. you know, quite technical gameplay where players can, because ours are all about spaceships, so they can go into these spaceships and swap parts out yeah. and do all this kind well, of well, thing. Do, why, don't you, why don't you talk about the game? Talk about it. What, it's so it's, it's uh, Infinite Fleet, right? Mm-hmm. Top, yeah, that's right. That's right. And so what what yeah. is the game and what's what you know, what's the game? How do you how do you win and you know that kind of thing? Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> so I guess the easy way to frame it would be something like Star Trek, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you imagine it, obviously you know, you're essentially Captain Picard and you're out there with your with a fleet of ships, actually, not just one. You're exploring the universe. It's a massive universe with millions of stars that you can go across. Um and in this universe you can build space stations you can colonize planets you can mine minerals and take part in a in a real world economy as well um and really yeah spend your life in this this in space essentially exploring um and what makes our game very special you said you said what what makes a game successful why we think our game is going to be successful is because 
we're giving an experience that players haven't really had before, where in our game, what you do in the game actually matters. So what an example that I like to give is that if the alien, you know, the evil aliens that come to, to uh, attack us, if they come to Earth, for example, our players, our hundreds of thousands of players have to come together and fight back. And if they failed, then Earth could be destroyed. And for the rest of the history of this, well, the future of this game, Earth would be gone and all these key characters would be wiped out and we're some nomadic spacefaring race. Now that hits the core motivation of players because it's the, it's the old choose your own adventure stories. You know, sure. the ones where it's like you yeah. turn to page 72 or something mm-hmm. if you make this yeah. decision. Yeah. That's what's exciting <clears throat> about it. Mm-hmm. And... um you guys have, uh, in, you know, and a big part of this is, you know, obviously trying to find, you know, the right people and the personnel. The reason I um, know about this at all is because you know, I, I had met uh, Samson Mao sometime, uh, a friend of a friend, and Sam, Samson obviously is, a, um, you know, well, uh, I, I had interviewed him about Bitcoin some time ago, as obviously he's a, a fairly well-known uh person in the bitcoin space but he's also um you know one of the key players in pixelmatic and so that was sort of how i had heard about pixelmatic and what you guys were doing but one of the things that i thought was really appealing about it was they had had people like samson and now you've really got what i would call um what looks like a really all-star group of of personnel and also some really well-known big, you know, investors that you can potentially tell us a little bit about as yeah. well, right? And to be honest, I'm, I'm not sure where to start, book. We've just got such, a, yeah. you know, we've yeah. got so many. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's, it'd be great to start, I guess, with Samson, you know? I mean, obviously he is, as you said, just a, a massive influencer in the crypto space. I mean, he's been around for a while and he's he's driven a lot of this this Bitcoin, especially ecosystem. He's, he, the man's a, the man's a visionary, you know. I mean, don't tell him, don't tell him I said this, but he always gets his blooming predictions right, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. like, he mm-hmm. always seems to know where things are going. But he, but the thing with Samson as well, he was actually all also uh, an executive at uh, Relic and uh, Ubisoft as well, which are just these are AAA studios, like massive global studios, mm-hmm. and he was basically responsible for the success of uh, Ubisoft in Asia, in, in China. He started the Chengdu office there and released uh, the Smurfs, which I'm sure is an IP that, that uh, you know, you, you guys will be familiar with. Um, <laughs> he released that globally on Facebook and it was one of their biggest, most successful games. So that was, you know, he's, he's really great on that. But in terms of, yeah, we, we have um, 40 people currently distributed fairly globally, but they're led by these top, top people. So we've got Jason, who's our chief creative officer. Now, again, I don't want to rattle off all these. I'm not sure if your listeners are going to be too aware of them, but an example would be Age of Empires. He was on the most recent Age of Empires game as a senior uh, game designer, uh, which is just a massive IP for strategy gaming, huge IP. Um, Just like an all-star crowd, basically, who've worked on a number of very, very successful games in the past. That's right. right. And studios like Sega, you know, Bandai right. Namco, Nintendo, Disney, all, all of those uh, yeah. with these these guys, most of them have, have had at least 20 years experience in this industry. And we've released, you know, the team has basically collectively released about a billion dollars worth of AAA games, you know. Um, we so, were so we were lucky enough, actually, to get into the seed round because of the, you know, the, the relationship um, that we had and 
it was a uh, unusual situation. Obviously, you know, I'm not on the, uh, you know, executive side or anything, but I thought, uh, I think initially it was like, well, do you want to, you know, would you like to invest in this? And I said, well, let's bring it to my group, uh, a seed round. Uh, and so that, that was a, I don't know, it was like a year or two ago. Right. And, um, now you're on to a, a, another round. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit about kind of where things, uh, were, uh, during that initial seed round, um, where, yep. uh, where people got involved and, 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 you know, where you are right now in terms of, uh, development. Sure, sure, sure. So obviously, I'm very grateful for you guys getting in in the first place. Uh, you know, a few of your network jumped in, which was wonderful. At that time, you know, it was still very early stages. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was very early stages. Um, but the but the great thing is that now, I mean, by the time we release this podcast, it could be that um, the alpha the alpha of the game's online. You know, it's going to be a, a matter of days uh, mm-hmm. at the moment. So we're really excited about that, and that's going to be open to the to investors in the first place. And then we're going to be, you know, gradually releasing more uh, to to the players. And so, you know, every month or two, we're going to gradually in, in increase the amount of content and increase the amount of players that get in. And so this year is really important for us. This year is really when we're, we're launching the Infinite Fleet. It's very, very exciting indeed. Yeah. But I, do, I, I actually, I want to circle back. You asked about the investors and how things are going. And that is uh, something I really want to impress as well, because we recently announced that Tether, um, the stable the stable coin, have actually invested mm-hmm. um, in, 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 in Exordium Limited as well. And obviously, they're, I mean, they're huge. They've got like a 26 billion, um, 26 million billion, sorry, dollar market cap. Yeah. Uh, and also, I don't know if you know Phil Potter as well. He was the ex-CSO of Bitfinex. Um, oh, wow. so one yeah. of the world's largest uh, crypto exchanges. And a couple of strategic investors too. So we've got Bambo Sofala, who's the head of Xbox Emerging Markets. So we, you know, the game's coming out on PC, but we intend to port it to consoles as well, Microsoft, Xbox, and so on. Um, and also Heisenberg Capital. So that's Max Kaiser and Stacey Herbert, right? You know, from RT.com and the Kaiser Report. They're just huge financial broadcasters. So they've really been helping out as well. So, we, you know, I mean, we've got more, I could keep talking. We've got more sure. and more of these incredible investors uh, that have come in. So I really, you know, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, going yeah. quite well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Big names, like obviously, I mean, it's in many ways, you know, it's like kind of like, you know, um, you've got a track record, you've got big name investors You that are actually, it also seems like they're, some of them are, are strategic investors. It sounds like it in that regard too. Um, but so, so uh, those people just, uh, you know, some of them just came in, it sounds like. And where are you though? With uh, So you said you're basically at an alpha, you're, you're going to be releasing alpha within days. Yes. I got it. Yes. Got it. So how do you think, um, you know, I, I guess the question um, people have, obviously, because there is a, a current, um, well, first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about, like, if you're, you know, it sounds like you're, there's still a, this next round. Uh, it's not the seed round that initially we had a couple of years ago, but now there's mm-hmm. a, a current round where people can, accredited investors can still get involved. Do you want to talk yes. a little bit about that round? 
Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. So um, basically, it's it's kind of split into two. So we, for jurisdictional purposes, we did we're doing one raise in the US and one for essentially rest of the world, but it's it's uh, through an EU issuer. So we've been very much promoting the EU side of things because it is open to uh, it's publicly open to, to EU residents. But on the US side, as you said, it's a Reg D five hundred six C. So that means accredited mm. investors, of yep. course. We've been talking to your guys. We haven't really started yet. Um, you know, we went we recently went onto your show. And we got an amazing response from that. So, you know, thanks. Yeah, a lot, yeah, you, obviously. You guys are great. Yeah, what he's yeah. referring to is uh, within uh, our accredited investor group, uh, occasionally, well, you know, we do some of these one offs. We don't always just do real estate, but this was an opportunity that Chris presented to the accredited investor group, which is obviously limited just to our accredited investors. So that that's Indeed. what he's referring to as a webinar. But go ahead. Yes, sorry. Um, and then now we're in advanced talks with a VC fund that's going to be put a, a quite a large chunk. So that's uh, that's looking good. Um, and then we're going to be opening, you know, we're going to be more public and more driving this thing within within the next month, because right now we're focusing a bit more on the EU side of things. But certainly for the American, you know, we're making connections and uh, with, with brokers and things to, to clear that round. So I think it's going to be going pretty swiftly because, like I say, we're in some advanced talks. Um, yeah. And once it gets a bit more more public, I, th- I think there's going to be quite a lot of appetite uh, just because of the, you know, the weight that's behind it, really. Um, the EU round's going really well. So I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, so in that regard, it sounds like an opportunity for people to potentially get involved. Um, and I'll give you, give your contact information in a second, but let me ask yeah. you this, because obviously, you know, there's a pro forma, there's all this, um, uh, you know, the usual stuff for any investment, but really this is a, one of those things where, it's hard to predict, isn't it? I mean, if something goes viral, becomes the next Fortnite, mm-hmm. yeah. you're not, I mean, you're not, you have no idea, right? I mean, you're you're going in there and you're giving a pro forma for a game and some, you know, level of success, but you're mm-hmm. not giving a Fortnite, you know, this is going <laughs> to destroy it kind of thing, right? I mean, that, no, no, no. So look, I mean, in terms of framing it, look, there's always risk. There is always risk, of course. You, you know this, you're an investor. There's always risk in whatever you do. At the end of the day, we're making a media product uh, and people have to like the game. So what do you do when you need to make a media product and people have to like it? You form the best team, which is exactly what we did. So we've got the top people driving this thing. But what I will say is there's something different between Fortnite and what we're building, and there's something a bit more stable behind it. Why is that? Because Fortnite is a shooter. There are so many shooters out there. It could have, you know, for every Fortnite, there's a thousand that don't work. Okay. It's a very mm-hmm. standard type of game. You mean like a shooting game? But, yeah, it's just a shooting game where you kill each other, yeah. essentially. But it, it, it's, it's quite cool. It right, is. Right. It's, it's, it's quite cool, you know, but, the, you know, they obviously got the formula right. But what we're doing is this. Uh, a much higher ambition level of, of immersive gameplay where all these people are playing together and it's more, um, there are not that many of this type of game and the ones that exist are all unbelievably lucrative. We're talking World of Warcraft, EVE Online, uh, Black Desert Online. If any of these people have heard of these games, they'll know that these, these things are huge. Right. And there's, it's just, the, re- the thing is, the barriers to entry are a little bit higher. You have to have top people in the, in the team to get there. You have to have some money behind, behind it to make it work. Sure. But once it's launched and once it's out there uh, and you've got the, the, you know, the right networking and infrastructure behind it, these games are just huge. 
that just right. really, really huge. Right. Um, so, so from the standpoint of like, you know, when you do a pro forma on these, you're not, but you're, you're being fairly conservative on the, yeah, I mean, obviously the numbers the numbers are pretty high for when you when you look at the the financials. But when you're looking at the competition, it's it's very small indeed. I mean, we're 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 looking to capture a very small amount of the market in the first in the in the first five years, like something mm-hmm. like uh, I can't remember the number of my the top of my head, but it's like point zero five of the sorry zero point five of the 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 MMO market, um, which are the uh, it's forecasted to be forty two billion in the next couple of years. Um, so for us, you know, in the in the first five years, yeah, we're you know, we expect to make some really good numbers. Um, but in terms of the competition, it's not that high. We are intending to be competitors to the top MMOs long term, without a doubt. And we have What's MMO? behind it. The, what, what is World MMO? of Warcraft, EVE Online, the, this kind of thing. The, yeah. These are these are making hundreds of, million, of millions of dollars, They're hundreds of millions. Uh, and we are aiming to position ourselves there. But also just quickly before, you know, before we do wrap up, I want to mm. emphasize that it's not just an investment in the game but the publisher of the game. So this means that we're also going to have a library of games that, uh, uh, you know, it's not just Infinite Fleet, but but loads of other games in the long term as well. That's the plan. We, in, in, we intend to be the next Valve, which releases a, a platform of, of games, essentially. That's, yeah. that's the goal here. Yeah. So right now, minimum investment uh, cost, uh, and what does that get you? That's 10K. Uh, so 10, 10K is the minimum uh, USD, of course. So that's 50 cents per token. So okay. the minimum investment is 10,000 US and it's 50 cents per EXO token, which is a security token. We haven't really talked about that. I'm not sure if, if uh, you yeah, want to. You want to just, uh, that- you want to talk about a little bit about how that works? Yeah, sure. Just to keep things, uh, you know, as simple as possible. So basically, this is a security token. So it means it is a crypto token, which is a representation of a share of our company, Exordium Limited. So it is essentially, uh, it's a share. It is is a share in our company, essentially. Uh, It offers you a uh, pro rata dividend essentially of 20% of our net profit pool annually. So all the, the, the 20% of our net profits every, every year will be paid out in a dividend pro rata to the holders of the token. Um, also it is equity as well. So if there was an, uh, you know, an event where we're acquired or something like that, um, then the capital from that would also be distributed hundred percent pro rata to our token holders. Now, I don't want to get into too much technical detail about tokens. You know, people can reach out to me and I'm happy to discuss that. But the basic simple thing about it is that it is liquid equity. It means that these tokens, even though it's uh, Reg D, uh, usually if you're investing in startups or whatever, it's very hard to liquidate. We will be going on exchanges. So that means that you, if you wish, you could sell your tokens on exchanges very soon. We've already announced a partnership with INX, which should be coming up uh, within months, basically. So now the, it, that's it a you, security token platform? No, correct. Exactly. So that'll be a, a security token exchange, which, in you know, you could, should you wish, uh, sell, sell your tokens at, at that stage in future. It will be going on the market within a matter of months, in fact. Is there any restrictions on that with the U.S. and all the SEC? Currently, yes, because of Reg D, but we are applying for a Reg A+. plus, So that means it will be non- non-accredited. All these tokens are going to be registered uh, with the SEC, and that means they will be publicly tradable. Right. Um, and so presumably you'd need to hold on to them for about a year in, in this. Uh, not when the reg, not when the reggae comes into play. Well, how would the reggae come into play um, anytime soon? You think? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously it's up to the SEC. Uh, yeah. We all know that they can be kind of slow. So, so you've already uh, applied you know, for it. You've already applied. Yeah, for we, it. we yes, yes. So it's so, so we're we're in that process. Form one A. Uh, well, we're in the the final stages of our form one A right now. So uh, it's not gone to the SEC yet, but it will within a matter of uh, a week or two, uh-huh. uh, and then it's kind of you know a bit of back and forth with the SEC. So it's hard to say. It could be a month. It could be three. I mean, it really depends on the regulators. Sure. Sure. That and that'll translate over to people who have invested in the five hundred six C. Okay. Yes. Those tokens are all will all be registered in this offering. Okay. Yes. And then the I and then INX at that point you could Americans can trade on that at that point. Correct. Okay. Absolutely. Interesting. Got it. So and then if there was an acquisition from a large company, is that something you you see uh, for these kinds of things? Uh, it's potential it's, it's something you know it's not something that we're actively on the roadmap looking for obviously at this stage it's still early days for us we you know infinite fleet for us is a passion project it's something that we expect to run mm-hmm. for 10 15 20 years sure. but let's just say we're not averse to the idea should we get serious traction got it very good how do we get a hold of you uh if we're you know for the accredited investors out there they know it's a reg d506c how do they get a hold of you Okay, well, the best is my Pixelmatic email address, I guess. So it's just Chris, the usual spelling, Wood. Uh, sorry, Chris.Wood uh, at Pixelmatic.com. Um, Chris.Wood. So Chris. Chris.Wood at Pixelmatic.com. So it's Pixel, P-I-X-E-L-Matic, Correct. M-A-T-I-C, uh, yep. dot com. And um, also, if you can't remember that and you want to just email me feel free to and i'll forward it to chris i know that's what i did a lot of you guys <laughs> did that last time you can just email me buck at wealthformula.com and and in the subject line uh, you know just just put infinite fleet forward to chris and and whatever you want to say to chris and i'll be happy to forward it to you um anyway this is uh, good stuff i think it's a really interesting opportunity I want to thank you for waking up early there in Shanghai (laughs) and uh, getting on the podcast. No problem, Book. For you, anything. For you and your listeners, anything. (laughs) All right. Uh, Good talking to you, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed it, uh, and uh, I certainly did. I think this is really fascinating stuff, really good opportunity, I think, you know, the potential on the asymmetric risk side is definitely there. Certainly something to consider if you're interested in it, uh, email Chris or email me and I'll forward his email. But um, yeah, I think these are the kinds of things that you had to think about. Um, You know, the reason I was pounding him so much on the returns and stuff like that is it's really hard, in my opinion, to uh, what you're trying to do in this is you're trying to pick the game that becomes a unicorn, right? So how do you model out a unicorn? Well, you you can't really. And so, you know, the the pro forma that you're going to get, they're pretty conservative, pretty you know, pretty successful type uh, games. But what we're really hoping for in this kind of stuff, uh, you know, and again, by the way, those pro formas are they're attractive. They're not. It's not that they're not attractive, but what you're really hoping for in this thing is that you just you know they hit it out of the park and it's like a Fortnite and you get you know, the 10 bagger, that's what, at least for me, that's what I think of when I think of this kind of investment. Now, on the other hand, yeah, it could fail. You could lose all your money and uh, that could be the case too. But one of the things that I find uh, comforting in this situation is the big names involved, including the big name investors, which I think are just going to really help pump this thing. 
Again, that is completely my opinion. I'm not giving you investment advice. I just think it's really uh, something to look into. So email Chris or email me, and I'm happy to forward it to him. And hopefully you enjoyed the show. It's something a little bit different. And uh, anyway, that is it for me this week on Wealth Formula Podcast. This is Buck Joffrey signing off. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Visit us on the web at wealthformula.com. The information contained in this podcast are opinions, not fact. As always, consult your own financial team before making any investment. See you next time. Buck Joffrey here from Sapio with Buck Joffrey. Aging might become reversible over the next 10 to 20 years. It's already being done in lab animals, so it's just a matter of time. Our challenge? To be healthy enough for when that time comes. As a former scientist and surgeon myself, my goal is to figure out how to do that and to share it with you. I wrote a book called Living Longer for Busy People that you can download for free at sapiopodcast.com. You'll be amazed at just how a few daily adjustments can add years of a healthy life for you. Again, download it for free, sapiopodcast.com.